The following program has been pre-recorded to air at this time. To have your nonprofit featured, email PSA at lotusradio.com. And now it's time for Lotus Radio's public service show, In Depth. Welcome to In Depth. I am Connie Ray, and with us today is Scott Edward. He is the Senior Donor Recruitment Manager for Vitalent. And Scott, it's so nice to have you on the show with us this morning. It, this is such an important topic because during COVID, we really saw a decrease, for obvious reasons, in blood donation. And Vitalent is all about getting those blood donations back to where they need to be. So let's start with a little history on Vitalent. Well, uh, basically, we were 10 different blood centers and now we formed into one organization called Vitalent here locally it was United Blood Services served for many years but we're the same group and the same team we've just expanded our we have sister blood centers in Sacramento and we go all, all the way to the bay so our responsibility my responsibility is northern Nevada and east Sierra and and then I also have team members that's over in the northern California one of the things I think a lot of people will be surprised by is how quickly blood donations are needed every two seconds someone is in need of a blood donation yeah it's it is constant and that's one of the reasons why everybody's always kind of hearing us kind of nagging behind the background and where we're <laughs> lo- you know we really are looking for uh, people to donate blood but the covid situation the pandemic really it really stirred things up and then coming on the other side of it uh, we are really trying to rebuild and kind of refocus now during it we saw a lot of great response from the public especially here locally here in reno and sparks and our center over in carson city a lot of people kept going to the center and even though they, we didn't have as many blood drives out in the community people came you know they, they stepped up and they came and they donated more often but since March uh, where the lockdown and the weather got good and lockdown was um, lifted. Uh, lifted that's what I was yeah. looking for we've seen about a 20% decline at our centers at the same time my team is rebuilding trying to do community blood drives or business blood drives and that's been um, really difficult to get the amount of community blood drives and people responding as we need two questions for you Number one, did you see a downturn in the number of blood people needing blood during COVID or were the, was it still every two seconds that people were needing blood? No, in the initial, in the very beginning, everybody could recall that April 2020 and May of 2020, when everybody just kind of froze, hoping that we could like avoid <laughs> two years worth of, of uh, drama. Didn't work, obviously. But then as soon as that ended, actually, we need to get back on. So the, the need for blood never did go down, except for that two months when everybody paused. Then there was a huge resurgence. And then there was a time where people were like afraid to go to the hospitals and maybe elective surgeries were down but then there was a surge of people making up but it's been you know full need for you know 18 months now so and now that we're back from the pandemic i'm going to assume that there are different rules and regulations for donating blood what do people need to know today after the pandemic heading back out to be a blood donor what are the precautions that you're taking now and what do people need to know well as far as it comes to uh, covid um, you know, that was not a bloodborne um, or blood transfused um, virus that we needed to, to worry about. Uh, we did have, uh, for a small time, we were collecting uh, the uh, people's blood that had antibodies for plasma uh, because that was something that was experimentally approved by the FDA. But since then, and we still have that ready to go, that where we track any of our donors that may have anti- uh, COVID antibodies in their plasma if the if the if there's a 
there's suddenly a need or hospitals are looking for it, we can kind of arrange that. But as far as the blood donors go, um, other than, you know, the typical safety that all businesses do, you know, if there's a lockdown, you know, we put on masks if, if business require it. Um, you know, we ask the questions on uh, health questions that, that might hint that might be dealing with COVID. Then we ask, you know, to come in for a couple of weeks, those types of things that actually all businesses are doing. So we're, we're actually very similar. Um, but other than that, our biggest issue is the change in the culture, a lot of work from home. Mm-hmm. And so we used to do these blood drives with these businesses that post COVID, the businesses don't have the folks there or here locally, you know, everybody's trying to get fully hired. And so if you're less than fully staffed, our blood drives are starting to be smaller and, mm-hmm. and smaller because not only is it less folks, but the people that remain are doing extra work. And so they, don't, they can't come out to the blood drive as as big as they, they could. A lot of changes. So yeah, that type time. of see what, is what we're dealing with. So that's why people have probably been hearing a lot about us saying, you know, we're, we're short. And one example of at the beginning of June, we went on appeal, and we haven't really been able to lift the uh, the blood appeal all summer long nationally. And and Right Talent, also the Red Cross, is experiencing it as well. And and one way to dis- to kind of describe how difficult the situation has been is here as we are nearing the end of August, um, we're fifty percent under where we began in June, mm-hmm. and in June we were going on appeal. We just not have have not been able to dig out, and a lot of it is in the summertime. It's hard to have enough blood drives as we want. We also in in other parts of the country have really difficulty keeping enough staff on hand, like all businesses share. So there's a yeah, a lot of what all businesses are sharing, we're sharing as well. And so going back to the blood drives and getting people through the door, I mean, obviously we should say, I, I've donated blood before. You're looking at like an hour of your time, mm-hmm. right? You're going to yeah. kick back. And I would say this, like, thank you, Scott. I get free cookies and juice. Like, right. what place can you go to hang out, relax for an hour, and then get free cookies right. and juice? Calories don't count after you <laughs> donate blood for the first hour. So. That's right. <laughs> right. But I, I would also encourage folks that maybe you work were donating blood, you know, COVID kind of put you off schedule right. and to get back on that donation schedule. And I think a lot of your religious donors that come in, you know, they're stuck right. with that schedule, which is very important. And that's really what you're trying to do. Yeah. Also, uh, we know that a lot of people have moved into the area over the past couple of years also. And so there is a legitimate blood need. And I think a lot of people are a little skeptical, like, um, is it, you really need my blood type? All blood types are needed. Uh, Currently, we have an extra emphasis on O positive and O negative, but really all blood types are needed and there's all different ways you can donate. If you really wanted to step up and and target to help cancer patients, you can uh, talk to us about being a platelet donor. Sometimes based on your blood type, you might be focusing on plasma. Like if you're an AB blood type, either negative or positive, we might be asking you to be a plasma donor. You know, if you're a positive donor like me, you know, we might ask you to be a platelet O negative, O positive, there's a process where we ask you to power up and you can, one visit, you can give two red cells and it's a a process of targeting different components of the blood. So there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes and there's different ways that you can help. You are needed and not only if you can donate, but if your company or organization or religion uh, congregation can donate, you know, we would love to see you. We, we are rebuilding our, our contacts. Uh, we've had 
a lot of great people wanting to get their blood drives going back again and maybe they book in June and like, okay, I need to bump it to August. Well, now I need to bump it to October because they're trying to get their culture, culture or their um, company um, guidelines in, in line. Our schools have been great and being patient with us and working with us with the pandemic, but 15% of the local blood we collect, especially in fall and spring, comes from students, high school and college. And so we're working with the, the uh, student population to get going again. So, so yeah, we're hustling, trying to get back in. We are talking today with Scott Edward. He is the Senior Donor Recruitment Manager for Vitalent. Of course, you can find them at 1125 Terminal Way in Reno. You can make a blood donation. There's a lot of different ways that you can do so. And going back to one of the things you had talked about, Scott, was that need to have the blood drives. And if you are a business that, you know, a lot of people are now requiring their employees to get back into the office. And it's not just businesses, organizations organizations, right? You look at some of the great organizations that are out there that are doing good work in our community. If you're part of the Rotary Club and you want to put on a blood drive and you can drive 100 people to that blood drive, this would be an opportunity for you to contact Vitalent and get that blood drive set up. Yeah. Yeah. And currently, like, uh, for example, we uh, teamed up our first responders here in August and we have our our last big drive with the first responders uh, uh, in Sparks, Sparks Battle of the Badges. uh, That's going to be at City Hall, uh, August. 31st and that's uh, all that's about 10 to 6 uh, p.m. and go to um Oh, whoops. Um, go to uh, vitalent.org backslash battle of the badges 2022 and uh, kind of find all the different ways you can sign up. But that's an example. We got creative and and we, we kind of got different organizations all go to one location. So even if your location can't handle like 30 people because um, you have a small um, um, business, but if, you know, with the power of, of um, social media or if you have business partners, you can kind of team up and kind of have some bigger blood drives. So there's some different creative ways that we're exploring to kind of get back out there. You talked about the varying blood donations and obviously, you know, platelets, uh, donating just blood in general. Who are the people that are receiving the blood donations? I mean, when I first start to think, I think obviously cancer patients. But, you know, when you donate blood, you could be donating to someone who has a car accident tomorrow. You could be donating to someone who has cancer. Talk to us about where this blood is going. Yeah, you kind of listed some some of the core ones. I think cancer patients is the one that um, people often forget and they... uh over the course of many months, you could be receiving a lot of uh, transfusions of, of platelets or even red cells if things get uh, complicated with like internal bleeding. Trauma patients, you know, on the, on the holiday uh, travel sometimes with the increased amount of cars on the road, you'll see some of uh, those accidents uh, happen. Um, some of the complications uh, during pregnancies, are some of the more dramatic cases that we hear, whether it's the mom or, or the newborn that's needing needing blood. And so there's some focuses there. There's some blood disorders like, you know, sickle cell patients or, or some really rare disease that sometimes um, we need to use here or we're called upon looking at our inventory to send maybe across the United States to a, to a hospital for some of the more rare blood conditions. And so, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes. A lot of lives are being impacted by kind of our, our blood donors, our silent heroes in the community that are, you know, coming in every day and, and uh, donating blood, you know, here in Northern Nevada, we're, we're averaging, we want to average about uh, 3,200 
pints of blood a month that we collect at our centers or at our at our um, blood drives, and uh, and then if you include platelets, it almost brings up to four thousand units of blood that we're collecting every month just to keep pace. What's what's going on in the uh, over twenty hospitals that we uh, serve here, just in northern Nevada? And correct me if I'm wrong, but one blood donation can save seven lives or five lives. Is that right? Oh, oh well. Oh, it's, say it's it wrong. actually yeah yeah it's uh, it's uh, because there's three components you can touch three lives uh, okay. because there's three components so red um, and red so there's um, the red cells the plasma and the platelets and then uh, the average patient when you when you when you average out the, the extreme cases to the average cases is about five units of blood per per um, patient that's needed. Now that's obviously putting, that's an average. So you have some of the really dramatic cases mixed in with that. So, um, you know, when it's, when it's needed, it's needed. It's the blood on the shelves that's saving lives. And so that's why we have to be so proactive and kind of reach out to the community to, to respond. And, and um, we have, you know, since March, we've been about 15% under where we want to be, 20% under where the, the fixed sites were during COVID. And so we're, we're just raising that awareness, trying to get back out there. Scott Edward is the Senior Donor Recruitment Manager for Vitalent, and we are here in- encouraging you to be a blood donor. It's very simple to do. I mean, I already told you to get the milk or the, you get the juice and the cookies. Hey, Why right, wouldn't you go for this? But really, going back to what you were mentioning, it's about doing something for your community. And I would say so many people talk about, gosh, you know, I want to do something for my community. I'm not sure what it is. One hour, one hour a month, you could be coming in and donating blood And I've talked to so many of your donors, Scott, who say, you know, this is on my calendar. I've been a donor for 15 years Mm -hmm. or I've been a donor for eight years. It's so simple to do. And I think that's the level of commitment. And if you're someone that feels like, you know, I don't have time to be on a board or I, I can't volunteer for this. But if you can set aside one hour a month to make that commitment, I say you're giving the gift of life. And it's such a beautiful way to give back, you know. I, Scott, am a two-time open-heart surgery survivor, so I know the importance right. of blood donations. I've been, I've had a hip replacement. Mm-hmm. I know what the risks are, right, right. Um, and I am so grateful every single day for individuals who have made that commitment to make a donation. You also make it easy for folks to schedule. I'm, we're going to close with this. You can head to your website. If you make it nice and easy, uh, you can go to vitalent.org, right. and you've got a schedule on there, so and I should mention this too. You're yes, you're off terminal way, but you're in Carson City. You're all over the place, so there are places for you to make a donation that are close to your home as well. Yeah, uh, go to vitalent.org and kind of find a location, whether it's one of our three centers or community blood drive that's near you. And uh, we really like to see folks before the end of August. But if if you have to kind of kick over into September, you know it's it's ongoing. And uh, we we are uh, really concerned about the upcoming three day holiday. Uh, Labor Day that's coming up so uh, this is a good time that if you can donate and as you were mentioning when you donate that hour that it takes uh, and that includes the interview questions which is the hardest part all those questions we ask and and the actual donation and juice of cookies at the end um, really it's almost immediate your blood is going to be available after we test and it's on the shelf 
you know, there when needed. And so that's kind of a quick turnaround. You know, sometimes, you know, I'm a little biased, but if you're, if you want to make a difference and know what's going to be helping somebody in there, uh, you know, my, my pitch would be, be, be a blood donor if you can, if you have that and, and not everybody's healthy or ready to, uh, able to donate. So that makes it even more important if you know you're healthy and you have, and you can make the time that we really do need you. Again, make a donation today, Vitalent.org. We've been speaking with Scott Edward, the Senior Donor Recruitment Manager for Vitalent. It is your opportunity to give back to the community, and that is really what we do on In-Depth. We introduce you to local nonprofits that are doing incredible work in our community. Vitalent is one of those, and I encourage you to donate blood today. You've been listening to In-Depth. You are listening to In-Depth on Lotus Radio, and your nonprofit could be featured on the show. Email PSA at lotusradio.com. And now back to In-Depth. Welcome to In-Depth. And I'm very much looking forward to having this conversation because I think if you talk to anyone right now, we are feeling the crunch and the Reno Labor Fest 2022 is here to help fill those slots. And I'm so excited to have our next two guests on with us this morning. Ross Kinson is with Teamsters 533. We also have Rob Benner. He is with Northern Nevada Central Labor Council. And welcome, both of you. So glad to have you here. Oh, thanks for having us. Uh, Thank you. I'm hoping you have the solution as to where are all the people at? Is that why you're here to tell us? (laughs) (laughs) It is. is. We're here to see if we can't find all the people that are out there that are looking for jobs. And uh, we are putting on uh, Reno Labor Fest for the first time. Uh, Historically, you know, Northern Nevada Central Labor Council, we've always participated in the Virginia City Labor Day Parade. Uh, We decided to come down to Reno this year and turn it into a big labor festival where uh, people can come out you know, hit some food trucks, listen to some live music, maybe possibly even find a job in a new career. What's interesting about this is that your labor council basically realized they needed to form a nonprofit. So you've started the Northern Nevada Central Labor Council Workers Benefit Corp. And this is important so that you can connect people to jobs because not only is the industry itself hurting, you do have people that are now starting to look for work. What is your biggest uh, hope from having this labor fest? Um, I think it's to, to, um, have people stop thinking of Labor Day weekend as a, as a time to go buy a mattress and an actually a time to el- celebrate the American worker and everything that, uh, American worker has done for this country and, and just, you know, celebrate the mil- middle class. Absolutely. You know, uh, Ross, I was sharing with you, you know, my dad's an electrician by trade. um, And I I just grew up with him always saying things like, you know, what's wrong with working with your hands? You know, get into the trades. And you hear it so much now. The need is so great. And it just seems like an absolute investment into your future. It absolutely is an investment in your future. I think for a lot of young people, especially through COVID, when you look at what happened with the schools, they're, they're wondering what their next move is. Is it college um, or is there something else out there? And we're hoping that we can give people who are looking for something else that solution, which is is really labor. You have a lot of jobs out there that are, are union jobs that you don't need to go to college for that will provide you with great benefits, great retirement, and great pay. And you know, a lot of these jobs are working with your hands 
And for me, that's always been a really exciting part of my career. I, I worked for UPS before I w uh, went over to the Teamster Union Hall. And being able to go out and deliver packages and talk to folks, that was very satisfying work for me. And I didn't have a huge college debt that followed me around with it. Absolutely. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Again, this event, Reno Labor Fest 2022, is happening on Monday, September 5th, 11 until 4 p.m. at Idlewild Park. Uh, Rob, you had mentioned food trucks, a great opportunity to come out and learn about some of the jobs that are out there that are available to you. But going back to, to one of the things that Ross had mentioned, too, it's, it's, it's an opportunity for you to get out. And I would say there's a lot of individuals that, you know, not to quote my dad, but working with your hands. I feel like when you work in the labor industry, you have an opportunity to enjoy something new every day. It's a challenge every day. It's a new job. It's a new experience. I think there's really something to be said. Some people just don't live for the cubicle life. Yeah, I'd say a lot of people don't live for the cubicle life. Uh, and I, I know I was one of those one of those students way back in the day. You know, I was not a great uh, student. Scholar. Yeah, I was not I was not a great student. Um, I didn't really like high school. Uh, but, you know, being told over and over, you know, everybody goes to college. So I actually did that. I went to a JC for a couple of years. Uh, that didn't work out too, uh, too well for me either. And I really wanted to I always knew I really wanted to get a job that I worked with my hands. So um, somehow I ended up in a sheet metal apprenticeship program and I excelled in that program. And it's, I think a lot of it has to do with applied learning. It's a different type of learning. You're, you know, you're not just sitting there with a mouth book, learning these equations, trying to, you know, just cause, you know, you're actually, they're actually showing you, Hey, you know, you use this equation. This is how you get the, you know, get the length for this, this side or, you know, whatever. Right. So it's, it, it's showing you how to use math or it's showing you how to use, you know, um, you know, different pieces of equipment, whatever it may be. It's always working on it with your hands. It's hands-on learning. And for a lot of people, that's, that makes a difference. I know it did for me. It, it made a huge difference. Uh, for individuals that come out to this job fair, you know, say they've never had a, a labor job where they're working with their hands or they haven't done a machinery job. Many of these people are saying, hey, we'll come in, we'll train you. So yeah. this is another thing that we should talk about. This is a real opportunity for you to find a career at this job that this labor fest yeah at labor fest it's not just you know a job fair this exactly. is a whole you know this is going to be you know family fun you know fun for the whole family we have a kid zone we have you know we have the whole shebang but at the same time we have all our uh, building trades apprenticeship programs that are going to be out there with hands-on activities so you can kind of see what each trade does and maybe see you know kind of uh, get an idea of maybe what trade you might be interested in and all these these apprenticeship programs are all free. They're, you know, they cost nothing for uh, individuals to go through. So you get a free education with a, you know, six figure job and in retirement and healthcare. So. And, and if I may add, I, I think you also have a lot of union companies, companies that are partnered with unions who are going to be out there who are looking for people, right? You have uh, a freight companies that are going to be out there. A lot of these freight companies that, you know, moving freight is moving the American economy and they are desperate for really qualified workers. And a lot of them are offering uh, sign on bonuses right away and do on the job training. So you have the, really what we're looking for is not just a celebration of labor, which this certainly is, but really giving people an opportunity that if, whether you're right out of high school or you're in your 
40s and 50s and looking for an opportunity for a career change, you can go out to Labor Fest, uh, which is at Idlewild Park, and and find that that new opportunity. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Are you finding that there isn't that kind of that no matter what age, if you're interested in the job, they're going to look at you right now. Oh, is, am am I correct in saying that? Absolutely. I mean, I think this, uh, the labor fest is an opportunity, like you said, for younger people. Maybe if you're getting out of high school and not sure where to go, come out and you can really get a hands-on opportunity to see what these trade experiences would be like. Is this a career for you? I, I'm, I'm so glad that you brought that up, Rob, about going to school. And I'm sure now you look back and think, I wasted all that money. Why didn't I think ahead of time to get into a trade? Do you feel that the culture is starting to shift and that it's not just college, college, college? Uh, I know you had mentioned off the air that you work with several of the mm-hmm. the high schools that you're tapping into them as potential future employees. Yeah, we we have really seen the attitudes change in the last couple of years, and we work very closely with Washoe County School District, um, along with a lot of the uh, rules too, um, and to to you know break down this like. Stigma. stereotype, you know, stigma, Absolutely. you know, stigma that, you know, working with your hands is somehow lower than, you know, other people. And it's not, it, 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 I think you'll be moving out of the basement faster. Yeah. 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 You know, <laughs> when it comes down to it, you know, honestly, when we're out in the schools and we're talking to the kids, our biggest barrier, I would say is not necessarily kids themselves. It's the parents mm-hmm. and it's events like this, like, you know, labor fest that we're having where the parents will be able to see what the, you know, see some of these demonstrations and actually see the wages and see the uh, benefit packages that they might, you know, that they say, Hey, look, this is actually a good career. This is something I would want my um, kid to go into because that's the, that's the, our biggest barrier I think in recruitment for construction is is the parents and you know my you know and it goes back to this whole thing of the American dream you know my kid's going to do better than I have or my kid's going to college you know I didn't go to college my kid's going to go to college we see that attitude a lot and I think that's one of the biggest barriers right now uh, for recruitment into construction I would say would is the parents. That's interesting, especially because you look at, you know, some of the people that are in attendance, you've got, you know, AT&T. And for me, I'm automatically thinking, well, this is tech, it's wire laying, it's mm-hmm. fiber optic. It just seems like a, a real opportunity for, for making good money. I mean, you talk about working at UPS. I mean, they've got incredible benefits packages. Sure. It's a, a company that has stellar reviews for people to work with. Uh, National Tile and Stone, Waste Management, even the Reno Musicians Union Local is looking for individuals as well. So there really is a plethora of opportunities for you to learn. And I'm so pleased to know that it's open to anyone, anyone that's interested. And with that being said, you know, I'm going to come in with that question. What about women? Are you getting women into the trades? Yes, we actually have a big push right now to try to bring more women into the trades. We try to say, you know, they, you know, these jobs aren't just good for the guys. You know, they're good for women, too. We have a lot of um, we're we're bringing in more. Uh, we started. um a women build Nevada. <laughs> uh, we started a, a, a support group for women, women build Nevada here in the last year or so to, you know, help, you know, uh, you know, help, help as a support group to help women, you know, in the trades. Um, but these, these are great jobs for, for women. I mean, we have a lot of single moms that, you know, say that, Hey, I have not been able to, you know, I w- if I wasn't for, you know, this job in construction, the apprenticeship program and going, you know, going through an apprenticeship program, I wouldn't have been able to raise my my family. Mm. You know, it's like those kind of testimonies that, you know, we like to, you know, 
we see, we hear all the time. And when you look at, you know, when you talk about men and women equally in the field, I, I don't think it can be overstated that, you know, the folks that are in the LGBTQ community are also a massive part of the labor movement. That's great um, to hear. And, and look at places like Amazon and like Starbucks that are starting this massive wave of unionization. That's, you know, that's not a, um, that's not a coincidence. That's because you have a lot of folks who are looking for something more and it doesn't matter whether you're, you're male, female or, or non-binary, y- you want fair representation in your work life. And so for, for us really, it's, it's the whole gambit. Well, I'm so thrilled about, oh, go ahead. And one more point we like, always like to point out, equal pay. I mean, when you you were working under an equal uh, a union contract, you have equal pay and benefits for your whole family. It's so amazing and such so needed right now. I'm so glad that we're having this conversation. I think that it's really a time for us to shift our focus. You know, one of the things that we're walking out of COVID with is learning what are some of the things that are, we're learning from this experience. And what we are learning is we need to do a push for trades. We, they're so vitally important. Uh, the labor industry to celebrate what Labor Fest is doing, to really take a look at what Labor Day is all about. I love that you said that. It's not barbecue. It's not mattresses. It really is to celebrate our labor force. And you're absolutely right. When I think about Labor Day, I think about the the trains that were brought across this country and who laid that rail. I think about the people who constructed these buildings to create the big cities that we live in today. And we right here in northern Nevada are a growing community. We need the trades. We need labor industry so much right now. It is so incredibly needed. So again, if you our parents bring your kids down learn more so that you can educate yourself about the value of having a tradesman in your family and what that means to them in the long run for their future again we're looking forward to this happening it's the reno labor fest 2022 it is happening on monday september 5th 11 until 4 p.m idawal park and as both rob and ross mentioned a family-friendly event bring out the kids you're going to have food trucks a kid zone and an opportunity for you to really learn more about the labor industry, the trade industry. You can also visit renolaborfest.com. Again, the website is renolaborfest.com. Thank you again. Ross Kinsman is Teamsters 533. Rob Benner is with Northern Nevada Central Labor Council. Thank you both for being here and for putting this on. I just want to say thank you too for the opportunity to celebrate really what Labor Day is all about. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you for listening. This has been In-Depth. Thank you for listening to In-Depth. To have your nonprofit featured, please email PSA at lotusradio.com and tune in next Sunday morning.